Hello everyone, this is John Moore and welcome to episode number 168 of Running Lines, our regular theater conversations with interesting folk in the Colorado theater community. Tonight we are coming at you from the Crossroads Theater where the Wit Theater Company is presenting L.A. Diner. Hi, I'm uh, Jay Mary DeArmond, and I'm the director on this production. Also known as Jake. Jake, Jacob. For the purposes of this conversation. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Palmer, one of the writers. Hi, I'm Ed Mills, executive producer and the other writer. Jake, for those people who are hearing about the Wit Theater Company for the first time, tell us about who you are and what makes you different from other theater companies in town. Uh, we're a fairly tight-knit group of 20 to 50-somethings who are trying to put on um, adventurous and cool theater. That's the only way that I can really describe us. We don't have a genre, we just stick to a style. So, get us up to speed on the Crossroads Theater. The last time we checked in here, this was a city-run facility. I know that's not true anymore, so what is the story of the Crossroads Theater? Uh, the Crossroads Theater, the first time we performed out of here as the Wit, it was still being run by the city, and then shortly thereafter... The Center for Spiritual Living Denver took over the lease and now sort of leases that out to various uh, tenants underneath them. Then we continued to do productions here because we sort of fell in love with the space and CSL and Crossroads decided to ask the WIT to be their resident. So we, we have a core group of people and we all have done theater for years together. Some of us have been doing this since we moved here from Arizona. Um, but we also pull, we, we like to open our productions up to um, people who have a similar way of approaching theater. People who want to make theater more of a lifestyle than just a hobby. They tend to gravitate towards us and we just hang on to the ones that uh, we know work for us and then call them up if we need them. So this is the second staging of L.A. Diner by Jeremy Palmer and Ed Mills. Yes. Let's go over to you, Ed, and talk a little bit about the origin of the idea and how you brought Jeremy into it. Well... I got fascinated with the story of Marilyn Monroe when she was making her final film in 1962 that she passed away and, and, and died before it could be completed. It's one of the most uh, famous uh, unfinished movies in, in Hollywood. And so there were some themes running, running through my life, love and forgiveness and, and different things that I wanted to incorporate into a story, and, and the two of them just kind of came together when I realized that... Uh, I needed some professional work to, to polish off the, uh, the dialogue and tell the story. Luckily, um, Jeremy and I hooked up, and I, I think uh, he did a brilliant job with it. Jeremy, we know you mostly from your work with the Family Theater Company. For those people who don't know, tell us a little bit about Family and your involvement with them. Well, Family is a theater company composed of people with disabilities across the spectrum. It's been in Denver for 25 years. Uh, and I've acted with them uh, for 17 years, but most of the writing that I've done for this stage has been through them also through their Vox Familia sketch comedy series and the Dislabeled series, which also ran at the Dairy Center up in Boulder as well. And you have a production coming up. We do Vox Familia Pity Pity Bang Bang. That's uh, running October 16th to 26th at the Avenue Theater. All right, we can't let this go. Uh -huh. Pity Pity Bang Bang is a reflection about a sense of humor about life with a disability. A sense of humor about life with a disability and also an aversion to pity and, you know, the uh, condescension or, or dehumanization that it can un sometimes unintentionally accompany. Yeah. So people will come and they will just laugh. They will laugh, yes, and think also we trick them into doing that at various points. Excellent. I'm all in favor of the trickery. Yes, that's right. So your experience with this company has included acting, it's included directing, it's including 
writing. You've also been a board member. So you seem like the perfect person that Ed would go to, but how did you guys first know each other and how did you hook up? A friend of mine that I acted with since I was a child uh, from Boulder, name, name of uh, Luke Everell, who's now a successful filmmaker, and he was very busy, as he always is, so when he and Ed talked, he said, you know, it's not something I could take on, but you should talk to my friend Jeremy, and uh, I just said yes, because it was summer vacation, and I had, I'm a teacher, and I had time, and I thought, oh yeah, let's take that on and see. I'd never really been commissioned to do something, you know, like that, someone who had an idea, all my work usually comes from from my own uh, initial ideas, so it was a new experience for me to take Ed's stuff and, and run with it. And Ed, you had the world premiere of L.A. Diner at the Dairy Center in Boulder when? In April. Of this, uh, the, of this year? Yes, this past April, and we sold out uh, the weekend, and we thought uh, that if there was a possibility of doing it again, it would be great. And then uh, Jacob uh, approached us to um, bring the show here, and I'm just thrilled. Well, tell us what you ended up with. I mean, is this more of a comedy or a drama or a docu-theater? What is it? Well, it's a, it's a dramatic piece full of wit and wisdom, um, which takes place in uh, 1962. So it's got a historical background about all the changes and all the transformation that's going on, not only in America at the time, but as seen uh, through our characters, our seven characters that are in the play. So, Jeremy, sometimes it's hard for audiences to wrap their head around a new play because they have not had any previous experience with it. It's a character-driven piece just about how these people are interacting and how they're affected by these broader things. You know, it's, it's 1962, there's a lot going on in America and Hollywood, you know, with the Civil Rights Movement and with the whole Hollywood studio system and all these kinds of things, a lot of upheaval and change. So it's just something that catches people at that point in history and sees how they react to it. For fans of Marilyn Monroe, is she a character in this? Is this, is this she is not actually a character. Uh, these are people who are kind of in the background of the Hollywood scene, uh, people who cross paths with, with the famous and the rich and, and glamorous, but are not themselves. They're just kind of trying to get by. Without being schmaltzy or anything, it's still a very kind of old-fashioned good, just piece of good theater. So. so Jake, there's been a lot of talk in the local theater community lately about whether or not this is a local theater community that thrives when it comes to producing new work or has a dearth of new work. I, I look at companies like yourselves who are trying to establish themselves and you give yourself that extra burden of taking on a play that very few people have ever seen before. So why is it important for you to be doing plays that don't have the benefit of title recognition? I think that personally, a new play for me is more of an adventure because I don't have a lot of preconceived notions about what I have seen or what the audience has seen. And I, I like that freedom to sort of interpret it my own way in that, in that regard. Also, it's not so much about how many people come see the show with me. Every show that I've ever done, I've done because I wanted to, to figure something out about myself more so than show people something. As a matter of fact, my least successful shows are the ones where I'm really trying to get that name recognition. I'm really trying to do something that's been done, but differently. Yeah. And when I have that freedom, I, I have that expression. And so I, I still, you know, the audience, eh, if they don't come, they don't come. But I at least got to see the show. Well, but we would prefer that they do. Certainly, certainly. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I don't mean to say that I don't want anyone to come see the show. But, uh, um, but Ed, why is it so important for you as a writer that up-and-coming companies like WIT exist as an outlet for a local writer such as yourself? 
Well, I think you, you said it directly right there. It, it's so hard to get a new work, especially somebody like me that has never done anything like this before, to get a new work out there. I, you know, at a year and a half, I tried to get some interest in other theater companies to uh, even even take a look at it. So this was a wonderful opportunity after doing it ourselves over in Boulder. This is a wonderful opportunity to, to, to get exposed to a, a different crowd. Okay, well, I want to thank Jeremy and Jacob and Ed for joining us on Running Lines. We want to remind listeners that L.A. Diner opens on September 19th and plays at 7.30 p.m. on Friday and Saturday nights through Saturday, October 4th at the Crossroads Theater, which is located at 2590 Washington Street, which offers uh, free covered parking at the intersections of what street? <laughs> 26th and Washington. And you get information on uh, the Facebook page, the L.A. Diner, as well as the Whip Theater Company Facebook page and the LADiner.com. Is there a phone number that people can call? No, but you can go to TicketLeap.com and search for the L.A. Diner and buy all your tickets online or at the door. Or just come to the door at 2590 Washington Street and enjoy L.A. Diner. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.